Meanwhile, at the Spider Society headquarters, two alternate Spider-Men meet before the chaos ensues. Yeah, I'll do oh, it. Hey. Yeah, hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I just, hey. I heard, like, they want everyone to go up to convince uh, Miles Morales to not, like, destroy the universe. I just don't, I don't feel like it. Oh, hopefully it goes well. I'm so tired. Hi, by the way, I'm Daddy Longlegs. I'm the, uh... Uh, middle-aged gay Spider-Man who never left Manhattan. I live in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, I'm a Spider-Dude. I'm from a universe that's eternally an 80s movie. And uh, I just like to, you know, shoot my webs on the Pacific, man, and just ride the waves. Yeah. Yeah. This is my eighth iced coffee. I can't live without it. Well, right, man. I'm actually totally blazed right now. <laughs> you know, I got to smoke pot because, you know, my Uncle Ben, my death, you know, that kind of made me the spider dude that I am. Uh, fucking Gwen Stacy, my girlfriend, she was yeah. like, I was like, hey, let's ride some waves. She's like, all right, but I'm all the way in Echo Park. So then she was like, all right, yeah. no problem. We're going to take the 101. I'm probably going to take it down to the 110. And then I'm going to take the 110. I was like, why are you taking the uh -huh. 110? And then she like uh -huh. went and took it down to the 10 and then took it all uh -huh. the way west, took the 405 down uh -huh. and then went to the 105. And then finally uh -huh. she got off and then um, a hobo spit in her face and, and she died of dysentery. Oh. It was really horrible. Oh man, I know that someone that that happened to. Yeah. Yeah, don't go to Yeah, my, um, my big loss is I, uh, it was my, my partner. I, I was, we were together for a really long time. And um, oh no, did he? One day he just wasn't there anymore. I, was, I mean, uh, my world's totally from the '80s, so I have a big assumption of what happened. Oh, you mean AIDS? Yeah. No, 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 no. He's healthy. He just lives in Midtown East, and I'm not going there. Oh yeah, no, fuck that man. Yeah. Oh shit! Look, there's Miles. He's like, oh, oh, are we supposed oh to chase I don't want to do anything. Oh, oh fuck! I'm so do tired. It. <laughs> it's so exhausting living in New York and being this old and gay. Do you know that? I'll let you jerk me off. Can I suck it? No, yeah, why not? We're all spiders. All spider. right. <laughs> spider dude. You're awesome. And welcome to episode 263 of CBQ Legacy. That's comic book queers. Um, I'm oh. here. I'm I'm your host, Evil Jeff. And I'm here Hi, with another queer, uh, Brett. Hi, it's me, Brett. Good Brett. <laughs> Good Brett. Uh, oh, remember when that AI wrote a biography about us and called me Brett White? What a great name that i should have been that what a great right. foil to evil jeff it's like, like but it wouldn't be like good brett which is so samey it's so matchy matchy yeah. but like brett white like you know brett says white the same thing but says it in jeff. a different way yeah should we do that there's probably somebody named brett white i think there is like a comics journo or writer or yeah. something yeah probably oh god nothing's original anymore nothing's except original. for a certain movie that we'll talk about despite it being <laughs> a sequel yes um, but first, we have some hot topics to discuss. Yes. Um, why don't we hit the hot topics music, please? We got some hot, we got some hot topics. Yeah. Ooh. 
Um, there is a big hot topics in the uh, Marvel universe. Uh, do you want to talk about? Well, it's that? not so much hot as it is cold, dead cold. <laughs> That's because Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, has died in the latest Amazing Spider-Man. How did she die? I'm not sure. I didn't read it. I have it. I didn't read it yet. But I know it's part of this whole story of like the whole like, why did Peter and Mary Jane break up? It was this villain from like an earlier, earlier arc who like invoked this god and he wants to be the god and so he has to sacrifice shit it's all very involved in fact i think it's getting poor reviews however to get better reviews they introduced a character death and that character unfortunately or fortunately as you and i may get to is ms marvel kamala khan kamala khan so This is definitely for a lot of people are saying fridging, fridging, fridging. And for those of you who don't know, fridging means killing off a female character. So the male character has something to do and some motivation to like do the big thing, which is cheap. Plus is it's usually the person's uh, love interest. (laughs) Which you're a proponent of getting rid of. And usually they're pregnant, too. So I don't know. They're trying to do it. They're trying to make it a little bit different. They're like, instead of it being a girlfriend, what if it's a a little girl of color? What if it? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. But for that, you can say fridging. But guess what? She's not going to be. It's they're for, not going to murder off a character forever that has a movie coming out in November. Like I think so it's ever, more about her than it is about Spider Man. Exactly. It, I don't think it's fridging when the character we all know the character is going to come back alive. So, and we all know the character is going to come back as a mutant, right? Yeah, I mean, I, this is what I'm assuming, that she's going to be dead. They're going to think that we can't do anything. And then who's going to show up but Emma Frost? Emma Frost is going to show up and she's like, hey, we got a little ding on Cerebro. And they're like, what? And it's like, it turns out when Kamala Khan um, went into the Terrigen Mist, it actually, she was never an inhuman in the first place. It just sparked her mutant gift. She Instead of be, killing her for some reason, that will explain. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, I mean, but not even like they, um, they resurrected Steve Rogers that one time. But they pre, but they previously put his memories so that they could resurrect him. Like they, oh, knew they, they like did, they did it manually. They did it manually. Yeah. They had to like download yes. his whole memories. So that's clearly what's going to happen. So we'll see if I'm wrong. I mean, it's Maybe clearly they've already they already gave her the X-Men theme stinger when they said her genes were mutated yeah. in her TV show. Yeah, and everybody knows the Inhumans was a bust. She was kind of the only character when they decided to have the Inhumans take over the X-Men and just get rid of the X-Men. Who whose idea was that again? He's gone, right? That that evil I think he's the biggest villain of all. The person who was in charge of Marvel at the time that was doing all of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, she's the only one that's left. No other, and no one gives a shit about a single other Inhuman. Not really. I mean, God, I can't. Like the days when they were getting such a push at the uh, cost of the X Men. It was just there were so many names that I didn't care about, and like never knew who they were, and couldn't picture them, and knew that they had no potential because nobody cared. Yeah. The, the theme of everything lately is just give us the fucking X-Men. Yeah. 
I don't get it. Everyone's like, wow, everything's horrible. Can't wait till those X-Men show up. How about you do that now then? How about now? What are you waiting for? Oh, but we have like, we have like, we have like six other crappy movies we have to put out first and then maybe we'll think about the X-Men. Okay. Here's, here's my thing about the Ms. Marvel story. I mean, if we are going to make her resurrection an event, I can see it happening in a Spider-Man book, but I wish that Ms. Marvel's death happened in a Ms. Marvel book. Yeah, or why like is a crosswide event. I don't story. know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where like the frigid, like the, the whiffs. But she like, doesn't even have some, her own book right now. It's like somebody opened an old box of Arm & Hammer baking soda in front of me. I was like, ooh, that smells like fridge. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Did somebody open some Arm & Hammer? Because I smell fridging. Oh, my Do you God. use, do you put baking soda in your refrigerator? I do not. Because if anything starts to smell, I throw it out. That's kind of, that's kind of the rule I have. Even the smallest smell lingers. And I, and uh, once a month, I like scrub down the inside of my. my once a month. Who are you fooling? What Girl, you you're telling stories that aren't true. All right, maybe every two months. Once but I a- do do it a lot. I do do it. I do do it. Because every time there's something like there's a little spill or something sticky, if I smell something, like I'll tell you this here just to talk about. I why smell I think something. that is my mutant powers. I have, I have a, to very, smell something. <laughs> I have a very strong, strong sense of smell. I had to buy for this. Uh, I'm do, working on a new show for World of Wonder, and I had to buy a blow-up doll. And I'm telling you, the vinyl plastic smell of this blow-up doll—the whole house smells like it—and is driving me crazy. And no one else can smell it. And I'm like, "Can we? I can smell that blow-up doll all the way in the other room." And and Joe's like, "I don't smell anything." And I'm like, "Well, what?" I'm a Oh my god! I'm a bloodhound. Bloodhound. That's my. I'm a blood. That's my. Tough. That's my mutant name. Poon. Poon. Cockhound. No, no, no. Oh, poon. Cockhound. It's poon. Cockhound. We're saved. <laughs> oh my god! Are there any other hot topics? Um, I just was flipping through. I uh, just to add late breaking news. I just flipped through. Spider-Man and saw how Ms. Marvel died. She died. The the whole point of the bad guy was he has to kill Mary Jane. So she shapeshifts into Mary Jane to make the villain think that he killed Mary Jane. So it all end. Wait, she can fully shapeshift? Oh! Oh my God. Knowledge drop. Yes, girl. I, I didn't Wait, realize she could fully shapeshift. I thought what she could was just it? like change like like she could change she can fully ass she can she can move her skin so that she looks like another person oh that was an original power her muscles more of a recent i feel like it was because that was in remember when secret wars was a thing jonathan hickman's secret wars in whatever book she was in she she was shape-shifting yeah oh okay she did that all right she did it, and she did it to save uh, Mary Jane and Spider-Man and the planet. Wait, she did it to save Mary Jane, and then did they get do they get divorced anyway? Wait a minute. So was the whole time when she, Mary Jane was mad at Peter Parker, Ms. Marvel was already dead? Oh, no. They jumped back into the present. 
sorry, this did not take place in the this part of the story is the present day. Oh, it is not the flashbacks okay. of what happened. Okay, so then, but so they were already mad at each other before Ms. Marvel died. And yeah, and then they showed you they've been mad at each other for months and months and months and months. Jesus Christ. And this story was like, do you finally want to know why they're mad at each other and they're not together anymore? And she's got like some other kid and husband. Here you go. Flashbacks. Wait, but so but you're saying Ms. Marvel did not die in the flashback or she did die in the flashback. She died in the present day. She's dead, like fresh. Dead. Okay. Okay. She, yeah. The part of the story where she dies is like, and now in the present day, have you having caught you up? Okay. So, um, so when she had to save Mary Jane, Mary Jane is already married to some other dude. Yeah. Whoa. Or something. Weird. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, but that's straight hetero nonsense. (laughs) How about we get into something? uh, Well, I don't want to say it's necessarily gay, but I'm a faggot and I loved it. Well, I mean, it's got two lesbians. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were moving on to Captain Britain. Oh, my bad. No, we're I, not, are we? You, you're the one who told me you wanted. It was to my talk idea. The movie first. Yep, it was my idea. <laughs> Lesbians. Do we, do we want to talk about? You say it. Across the Spider Verse, hit the music. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. Across. So Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is about two lesbians who traverse the Spider-Verse together hand in hand. I will tell you this. Isn't it weird how it's like we have the home. There's the home Spider-Man trilogy. And then Mm -hmm. there is the Spider-Verse Spider-Man trilogy. And uh, in the end, both of them end up relying on cross-dimensional versions of spider-man cross-dimensional versions of spider-man that seems to be the thing and then my we're gonna what, get a, what flash a web movie and then we're gonna get a flash movie that is across multiversal versions of the flash cross dimensions oh my god um yeah you'd think like we would hate this then it's like a rehash but let's do a one two three of what we okay. thought one two three loved, loved it. it so good i mean first uh, i mean all, it was incredible into the Spider-Verse won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. Um, this one, I feel, could easily take home the prize. Easily. Uh, the animation is so beautiful. It's the best animation ever put on screen, the period. The storyboarding, the art direction is so smart, so Oh, did amazing. Joe like it? Of course. He was like- Joe, your storyboard-centric yes, boyfriend? Yes, no, he like poked me. After like five minutes, he's like, this is like the best movie. <laughs> I was like, it really is. Um, and then, but not to get to that, but it's 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 the longest American animated movie, really ever made. <gasps> oh wow! Yeah. Now, wow. Twenty minutes. And long. I tell you, it goes by fast. And you want to know why it goes by fast? The thing that I because it literally goes by fast. <laughs> like, but the, the thing that I'm complaining rapid. about is there's tons and tons of action. But they break it up with all of these poignant character, like all of these, this character development that yeah. so many other movies just like ignore because they just want to get to the action. Not the realizing villain- is that when you get the character development, the stakes are higher and you are 10 times more invested into the action. 
I seem to remember, so the villain is the spot. I seem to remember there, like, isn't the Miles fight with the spot? So major spoilers, everybody. If you have not seen Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, turn back now. I will just say best animation ever put on screen, possibly best Spider-Man movie ever made. Okay, now go see it. Okay. Um, the spot, he has the fight before when he's on, supposed to be at the interview for college or whatever. Yes. Um, and then there's that grounded family relationship scene. And then doesn't the fight pick back up yeah. for like as long as it was the first time? Like yes. it's a, it's a fight with a, with a family intermission. No, but then it's, but the it's family incredible. Intermission, but then the, the second fight is him and his dad. Yes. Which then leads to him as Spider-Man talking to his dad about him, but the dad does not know he's talking to his son. He thinks he's talking to Spider-Man. And, and I that think- voice that Shamik Moore does when he's, I'm the Spider-Man who's not supposed to know oh, yeah, it's, it's his so son. Fucking funny. It, the voice is so funny. And uh, his dad is Brian Tyree Henry? Is his dad? Brian Tyree Henry. Is yep. so He's amazing. Um and the thing is, is Spider-Man, it's always one of the main things with Spider-Man is like, do I need to keep my identity secret? He's one of the main superheroes that that's one of the biggest dilemmas. I think yeah. Sp- Batman and Spider-Man are the two we need to hide who we are. Yes. And they just really brought home of how torn up he is about he doesn't want to disappoint them, but he also doesn't want to lie to them. It's just so, it's very sweet and also, um, Jason Schwartzman plays the spot. As the spot. Great. As soon as I heard his so voice, funny. I was like, oh, it's Jason Immediately. Schwartzman. Yep. But of course, was he was in the first one, not his voice. Yes. But in the first Spider-Man, when they are battling Doc Ock and trying to escape, um, he throws a bagel and hits the guy in the face with a bagel. And it turns out that is the spot. It's so good. It is such good trilogying because they're not inventing this whole new thing for the second movie. They're pulling a story thread. They're pulling a detail through. And that character had relationships to Doc Ock and the villains of the first one. He they made it clear that he wasn't just guy who got hit by bagel, but he helped build the collider himself, the Kingpin's collider like he was integral in building it. And so then that's how he got his powers when Miles blew up that room in the first one. And the thing that makes him want to turn into a big bad villain is Spider-Man just keeps quipping and joking with him. Like, you're just the villain of the week. Da, 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 quip, quip, quip. And the signature quip and comedy and snarkiness of Spider-Man is actually what motivates it the villain. It backfires, villain. right, <laughs> right. And so much of this movie is about Miles not fitting into the Spider-Man mold. In fact, that is ultimately what this movie is about. Yeah. And I'll just say, like, it was for me like a moment where you've got this character in, in Oscar Isaac's Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, who leads this multiversal, very low-key, multiversal correction organization to make sure um, canon events, things that have to happen in every Spider-Man's life, happen. Otherwise, that universe unravels. And that's the other great thing is this movie does not start off with Miles Morales. It actually starts off with Gwen Stacy. With speaking of a Spider-Man story, yes. And her whole time of how she doesn't want to tell her dad because her dad is is the captain of the police. And in this world, 
Peter Parker wants to have powers because he's not bitten. Gwen Stacy is the one that was bitten. And so he actually becomes the, was it the li- lizard? What's that character? That's yeah, bad. lizard. The yeah. lizard. Um, and then ends up getting killed. And that's her Uncle Ben. And we'll get to that later, that every Spider-Man has an Uncle Ben character that dies. Which, that, that, that which Aaron them, does. Yeah. You know, Aaron's got Uncle Aaron Davis, and we'll talk about what they did with him, by the way, um, the Prowler who died in the first one. But another thing that Spider-Man has in his life is the beloved police captain dying. That's another canon event in Spider-Man's life. It's Captain Gwen Stacy in in our universe. And so Miles realizes his dad is up for promotion to captain in a few days, and therefore he kind of has a vision of the spot killing his dad, knowing that his next canon event, the next spider tragedy that's inevitable in every Spider-Man's life is about to happen. And he's going to prevent it, which leads to this moment that I was like talking about earlier, which is telling the black Latino Spider-Man, you are not one of us. You do not fit every, you know, not every, but so many stories that I've heard from people with mixed race experiences and mixed and parents from different ethnicities or different races. Yes. You know, a theme that comes up is, is the idea of belonging and like having one foot in one community, one foot in the other and never truly feeling like a part of that community. Each community is like, you're not fully ours. You're not this enough or you're not that enough. Exactly. Exactly. Like I've, I've heard that from people who have that lived experience and it really struck me when my, when Miguel O'Hara was like, you are a mistake. You do not belong here. You're not one of us. You know, you don't fit the mold that I thought this movie is so fucking powerful. I have a, just, I have that a side, they've elevated yeah. the theme to this. I have a sidebar question about all the deaths and stuff, how every Spider-Man has a death. Um, I was about to say um, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, Aunt May seems like that would be for him. However- Oh, for sure. How did Uncle Ben die for Tom Holland? Because his Spider-Man starts later after he's already Spider-Man. Who, honestly, I'm convinced. Know. Do we know? I'm what convinced that Uncle, Uncle ben? ben and Aunt May split up. Yeah, so he never died. So it's like I'd love how. And there is a this someone brings up. They bring it up. Oh, you're Miles. He caused all this. And I don't even want to get started on the whole Doctor Strange and that Spider-Man. Oh, they bring this, the Spider-Man up, of Earth 1999. They bring up, like that. Uh, what is it, Far Tom from Tom Holland and, Not um, far from far, home. and uh, no, no Way Home. No Way Home. They bring up No Way yeah. Home as yeah. part of all of this, which I'm like, thank you. Thank you yep. for tying it all in a neat little bow. That's exactly yes. what I want. You just need one And for not calling it. it not calling it 616 like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and then we also get introduced not only to Iser, Iser, Iser Askick is what I was about to say. I love Iser Askick in non mite <laughs> Oscar Isaac. We also get Jessica Drew. I mean, come on. Jessica um, Drew, but it's I knew Issa Rae. Jessica Drew was coming. Pregnant I did not know Issa she was going to be pregnant. Pregnant Issa Rae on a fucking motorcycle is Jessica Drew. I'm here for it. I loved it. What an amazing presence that character was. This, like, how are you going to be threatening? Who is the daddy? Threatening and who is the daddy in the book? Does Jessica Drew have a kid in the in the comic book? That's the whole thing with Jessica Drew now is that she's a mother and that she was pregnant on her in her solo book. Oh, I didn't read any of that. Who 
Who yeah, that's why dad? it was so cool that she was pregnant. I, I don't know. I just said, I don't know. Well, I mean, God damn it. You should know these things. I don't know anything. I, yeah, I, but I, when they were like, when they were like, she's pregnant, I was like, oh, oh my God. Like they, they brought that, that, that Jessica Drew piece in. That's so great. And she was threatening and yet like maternal and wonderful. Like you're terrified of her, but you also are like so happy she's there. <laughs> great character. Um, but oh, and the um, the it, I don't know his name, but he's the guy that played um, the cab driver in the Deadpool movies. A uh, Karan Sony Sony. I don't know how to pronounce. Yes. Okay. He as the Peter the Spider Man of India was <laughs> so great. Like just his like aw shucks. I'm just like perfectly coasting through life. <laughs> that character was so much fun. Which I know that character's in the um. In the current Spider-Verse, like it's an existing yeah. character, but apparently they, it's a huge comic, just solo comic in India as well. Oh, wow. Really? Um, yeah. I saw it with my one friend who is Indian and he was telling me, he's like, oh, it's a huge, he's like, that character is huge in India. And I was like, oh my God, that's Naveen? Awesome. Yes, Naveen. Oh, right. Naveen. I love like Naveen. You don't, like, <laughs> like you don't know who that is. Yes. Yes. You know who Naveen is. Yes. Um, that character is great. Um and that's an interesting thing is his event is happening during all of this. Yes. His and Miles event. prevents his canon event, which is, again, the death of the captain of police closest to Spider-Man. Yes. Um, it is funny, though, if you do step back, um, is because we, as we're saying here, the whole Spider-Verse is held together by Spider-Man. And the fact that these things happen to him. So I do think it is funny that it is like our universe is held together by the fact that Gwen Stacy has to die. Like it's a very weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Or somebody in that relationship. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it is, it's, it's tragic. And it actually makes me think back to WandaVision and the whole idea of Nexus events and like certain things, you know, have to happen and, and, and all of that. And it just makes me, I don't know. I feel like, I, I can't believe I'm going to pick a flaw at WandaVision, but Spider-Verse makes that idea of that pivotal event yeah. so much more clear a little than WandaVision did. Yeah. Like I, I always was a little bit blurry on Nexus events watching WandaVision. I was like, I think, you know, I, I think I understand, but I've w- I wish there was a way of kind of delivering that with more punch and mm-hmm. clarity. Yeah. And Spider-Verse does that. But it's so great because they're able to do it because we know so much about Spider-Man. We've seen him so many fucking times that everyone is like, yeah, we know all the things that have to happen to Spider-Man. So we're into this story. Did we also talk about um, Spider-Punk, Daniel Kaluuya as Spider-Punk yet? Can't wait. Can we just first let's set the context that he's part of Spider-Man 2099 Spider Society, which are... A alternate Spider-Mans and Spider-Peoples who, when there is a, like a, a an anomaly like Miles, they have to do something to correct it or, or like they have Spot, to make sure these events happen. Spot, his character, he could just make holes and kind of go through the holes in his body and make them. But it turns out those holes can actually go to other dimensions. So he's now- in Yes. Another. Yes. So- it's the urgency has been raised for the spider society trying to keep all the Spider-Man things that are supposed to happen happening. Um, and so that brings us to one of the members, Spider-Punk. 
he's so great. Such a great character. This is and the way he's like, drawn is so great. He's drawn like a zine. Yeah. Or an old like punk show poster. Yeah. I read that his bo- his different body parts were animated at different frame weight rates yeah. to make him just like look chaotic and, and always changeable. And then I read somewhere that the reason he looks like he does and he keeps kind of changing what he looks like animation wise is because he hates conformity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so great. And yes, it's Daniel Kaluuya, which he is perfect. Perfect. And, and Gwen Stacy is kind of like, She's like working in the, in the spider society with him. So yeah, she's recruited Miles, with Jessica Drew. Miles is getting really jealous. And it also, it's like now that you saw that uh, Gwen Stacy joins the spider society, but she t- spends a long time before she meets up with Miles and you don't really know why. And you can tell she's like hiding something from him. She's like, oh, cagey. she's like, there's not a lot of slots for the spider society. You can't really join. Yeah, but can't you really, can yeah, see. Don't really. And I will tell you, this was so unnerving. The, the other thing, just visually, the one of the most. What's the most iconic Spider from the original Spider-Man trilogy? What is the most iconic Toby? scene with Tobey Maguire? Oh, the train. No, upside down kiss. Uncle Ben. Upside, upside down, kiss. down kiss. They decided to God. do a whole upside down romantic scene. That was the most like I felt Incredible. a little nauseous because yeah. it felt so unnerving. It was so real. That they, because they're spider people it, oh and they can attach to the walls, they are sitting upside down on a building, looking at the sunset upside down. It was, and my fear of heights was kicking in. I was like, this is amazing how It's amazing, because you really are like, for, the, for like the first time ever, you're like, what if they fall? <laughs> you're just like, it's just because the scene was so delicate and they were they did some like wide shots where it showed them walking around upside down shapes and just like, it's like nothing. And you're like, wow, they, they just like look like spiders right now. And they're just two people walking. And they just really, the reason this movie's a bit longer is they just spend the time showing that like Gwen and miles are in love with each other. Yes. Like and this is a, this is a really other. weird, awkward situation that they're in where she can't really tell him the real reason why the spider society is there. And that's why you need to have that emotional setup. And I, and even though they had a whole other movie to set that up, this is like, you just, Oh, it's just so, I just loved it. I loved everything loved about it. this movie. How about, um, uh, Ben, Ben Riley, the Scarlet spider and his, yeah. he was drawn like a nineties, like a nineties image comic. Yeah. Do you know who did the voice for him? Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, of course. He's great. Also, um, I can just tell you right now. Also, uh, when the guidance counselor was in the very beginning, before she even opened her mouth, I was like, "That's Rachel Dredge," because it looked like it Rachel looked Dredge, exactly like her. And then she opened her mouth. I'm like, "Thank you." For I know. Same. Dredge. Same. And then, like, um, I was so my husband leaned over like midway through the scene. He goes, "Rachel Dredge," and I was like, "Yeah, I knew. I knew when the character came on." Um, before she spoke. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, but finally, um, Miles sees, follows Gwen, realizes that she's kind of lying to him and that she has to like go to this other universe to get the spot. He follows along. Long story short, he ends up in, in the spider society. Part of why he's blamed for being a mistake is because his spider that bit him was from a different dimension. And so that dimension that the spider was from originally 
has no Spider-Man because nobody was there. It bit nobody from there. It bit Miles and here, in a different reality. And here is the question, which is because it bit him, they're saying you're not, you're an anomaly. You were never supposed to be Spider-Man. Who was supposed to be Spider-Man in right. that reality? And there is clues. I looked it up. There are clues showing when that spider um when that spider disappears and suck gets sucked into the other dimension do you know who's in the room that that spider was going to go and bite no it's the back of someone with dreadlocks very similar to one miles morales prowler oh wow so it's not that no Miles Morales was supposed to become Spider-Man. Wow. It's that that universe's Miles Morales was supposed to become Spider-Man. And, and that Miles Morales shows up at the end at the very the end, yes, Miles, Miles of that reality. Miles tries to get back home. So he's like, the, the thing reads him and they're like, oh, we can see you have this spider power. We're sending you back to your reality. But it reads the spider power, the spider. So it's the spider's back to the reality. Spider reality to Earth 42. So he ends up going there and it looks like his dad is dead, but his uncle is alive. But his uncle is not the prowler. Miles Morales is the prowler. No. What um what movie were you reminded of when it showed up to be continued at the end? With that kind of dark close-up, was, was it like Avengers? Something. It was Kill Bill for me. Oh, Kill Bill! So, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. they did that, like Miles, um, that Miles Prowler reveal and like that whole speech, of, yeah, <laughs> like, and then just hit you with the to be continued. I was and and like the gang getting together. I was like, come on, but this I'll, feels so Kill Bill. I know. And then we finally see a uh, Peter Porker Spider Man Noir. All yeah, so they're the going to join us for join Act forces. Three, the ones from Act One, Penny, um, Noir. Like they're all back at the end. They had no lines because we didn't want to have to pay the actors. Yeah, well, I um, think. But they uh, do show not, up. Well, all of them did have lines at some point, except for Peter Porker. And I think my theory is because John Mulaney was in rehab when they were probably doing the voice acting. <laughs> Maybe. For this. What did did Nick Cage have anything? In no. fact, there was someone oh, who yeah, I thought showed up as. I thought Nick Cage voiced something else. The, the like there was a one, moment where I heard the cowboy, something. The cowboy, maybe Spider-Man, kind of sounded like him. Maybe the cowboy. Maybe that was it. But I, um, let me tell you this: Who though, was your? Before, yeah, I um, forgot. I knew it was. We've talked about it on this podcast that it was two parts, but I forgot. And so, as the end of I this did movie too. was rolling around, I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? And then it was like, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, oh, this feels like the end. Wait, what's happening? And it's like, to be continued. I was like, oh, right, right. There's going to be a second part. Damn. I really was like, wow, they're really going to do this really fast. <laughs> um, what, was our, what was our mid-credit scene? Did we have one? The, or did we just enjoy no, the animation? I think the mid credit scene was, um, um, oh, it was just some kind of um, shit. Now I need to look it up. It was just, oh, God damn it. Um, well, one thing I want to point out yeah, is some of our live action cameos, which were a nice surprise. Like we straight up got live footage of Toby. Yeah. Of what's his face who played Uncle Ben in the Toby movies? I want to say. Oh, there isn't one. There isn't a mid credit. Charlie. Scene. Okay. 
was that guy's name? He won the Oscar for like Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> Cliff Robertson. We saw Cliff Robertson's Uncle Ben. We saw Andrew at some point. Oh, yeah. We saw all. Yeah. I think we did not see Tom Holland. We did not see Tom Holland, no, but we, we got a reference much, to we him. We saw Toby. We saw pretty much everybody else. But we saw someone who kind of sort of was in a Tom Holland movie. Are you talking about the Venom part? The Venom scene? I'm talking about the Daniel Glover part. Oh, right, 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 right. That was genius. So they had Daniel Glover show up as Aaron Davis, who he played in Spider-Man Homecoming, but as an Aaron Davis who then does become like they put Donald Glover in a Prowler costume, which was genius because he played the guy who is the Prowler in Homecoming. And then the whole reason he was in that was because of when right before the Andrew movies were announced, everyone wanted it to be about Miles Morales starring Donald Glover. Yes. And that was a huge internet. Yeah, movement. That was always a thing that they wanted it to be. So it was like, it's like the act three of like Donald Glover's <laughs> Spider-Man journey <laughs> finally shows up as the prowler. Yes. So good. But I got to say my favorite spider punk, Hobie Brown, like out of costume, in costume, every time he was animated, Daniel Kalu- Kaluuya's voice, what that character represented and what that character did in the movie. Yeah. When the, when his gates, when he rebelled against the Spider Society and his gates in his style started opening up, I was like this, come on. Yeah. It's great. There was the Lego Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. There was- There's the Venom scene, the, scene, the, the store clerk from the Venom movie. Oh, the store clerk from Venom? Yes. Oh my God, that's who that was. Oh, you didn't I, I remember in that moment. In that moment, I was like, I know who this is. I know who this is. I couldn't I place it. I didn't even it, see that movie, but that was the scene yeah, they always no, showed, in, so I recognized yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, so funny. Peter, how about Peter Parked Car? Oh, I know. The like sentient buggy. <laughs> this movie is fabulous. It's so good. And it really is the, it's the best animation you've ever seen. My husband and I ate some edibles and like, like 45 oh, minutes before we fabulous. And they kicked in like right at the beginning. And we were, we just kept looking at each other with big smiles on our face. Like, yeah, yeah. It's this gorgeous. was a good choice. Gorgeous. I love it because it's taking the idea of a lot of times we have the way animation is now they they flatten it the way they flatten it out and still give it like a 2D vibe it just yeah. it actually expands the possibilities of what you can look what it can look like so they're allowed From to a, just have a like a, a poignant scene between Gwen Stacy and her dad the background which, just totally flattens out and turns pink and purple and it's gorgeous I mean, it was, you don't need to it have was the it best, go- yeah it's great the best visual moment of the movie was a conversation between a father and a daughter yeah. it was hands down with all the action in that movie the best shots were in that scene incredible the most thoughtful intentional just like Guardians 3, it was intentional, it was thoughtful, it was creative down to like this ridiculous level of detail. Yeah. So good. I, You know what? I did my Spidey rankings in Letterboxd. I put it as number one because number one was Into. 
on my rankings. Mm. And so I'm sorry. This is better. I think this is actually better than than I mean it's hard because because the first one sets it up. You can't have the second movie without the first one, but I think this one exceeds like it actually exceeds. Just from a, a visual approach standpoint, yeah, I think this one push, exceeds, it which it is so wild. Further. Yeah. It just pushed everything further. It elevated yeah. the already heightened stuff that it did so successful by not doing the same thing. Um, should we talk about X-Men? Yeah. Let's hit the music. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. All right, X-Men. All we right, only got now one. we've got some lesbian action. We only got one, one X-Men comic. Betsy Braddock, but, Captain but Britain. Iron Man is showing up again. Iron Man is showing up. He's in some over. He's in a overalls, maybe. No, just a tank and some jeans. Classic. <laughs> Betsy's like, you want to come fight a sentinel-like robot? He's like, yes, yes, I do. You look so pretty. Yeah. He's like, damn it. I wish you weren't a lesbian because I would fuck you, just like I fucked Emma. And she's like, I'm bisexual. Yeah. She's like, I like the dick, but usually I like the dick when the person is somewhat disfigured in some way. That is true. Who is who? Angel, is Angel, uh, Phantom X. Phantom X. Um, who is he disfigured? Well, what is what's under that mask? I think just a handsome man. Who knows? His his power is misdirection. We'll never know. Um. And uh, well, I guess technically, one of the psychics, one of the psychics from uh, the MI6 under Pete Wisdom that was resurrected from Strike. She she she, she was dating him. She was fucking him. Um, she fucked Sabretooth. Oh, she did. Yeah, in Exiles, when she was in Exiles, she was fucking oh. the, the other world, like the good Sabretooth from Age well, of now- Apocalypse. Well, now she fucking Rachel Summers, a.k.a. Escani, which we love to see. Also, we love to see Miss Teeny Howard define Escani a little further. Yeah. They're the trackers of souls. The trackers of souls, the librarians of the soul library, if you will. Great concept. Did we know that already? No, I don't think so. Was that Escani was just like, we're weird. We're a cult. We see the future. What? What do you want? (laughs) We're beautiful. We're gorgeous. We look like Linda Evangelista. We could be a model. We're giving. We're giving soul librarian. Did you stone those superhero tights? (laughs) Ascani, you're beautiful. Your smile is beautiful. Ascani, you're so pretty. Um, But uh, one interesting thing with this is. One thing. One thing is uh, they're going to like a big event and she introduces Rachel as her girlfriend. That's right, in front of cameras. Cameras. Yeah, she's just like, hey, in world, front of the pop. I'm eating pussy, and you're going to have to deal with it. You're Captain Britain. She's like, she's giving Janelle Monet. I love it. She's like, listen, here's a video of me and Tessa Thompson is coming out of my vagina. What? We're yeah. dating. Yeah. And the whole Avengers thing is they bring in the Avengers to kind of 
misdirects. She psychically misdirects the Fury to think that he's coming back for Captain Britain because he thought he thought he killed him. She faked him out, thinking that he killed him. So then he's like, "Oh, I didn't really kill him. So I'm going to go kill him now." And she fakes him out again, thinking he's going to kill him, but it's really the Avengers. Um, and they fuck the thing up, you know. Yeah, they fuck they the just thing up. Fuck it up. And Jamie Braddock shows up with his reality warping powers and shoves. Uh, the Fury into like a little pocket dimension. But uh-oh, turns out the reason why they don't ask Jamie to do a bunch of stuff is he- Classic Jamie. He double crosses them and and brings uh, Morgan's castle and lets it, uh, and bring, and re-enlarges it in the middle of England with Doom And now she has it. power. And now she has the power of Britain and she's got Doom on her arm. And then they take- and they're like, um, fuck you. And they're like, fuck you. Fuck with us and we'll fucking kill you. Yeah. And he's like, I'll just, and we'll fucking kill I'll just England. declare war of, on the whole, on all of your asses. My, all so of if Latvia your Avengers come back, kill you. it's a, it's your ass. Yeah. And, and, and I she love, was like, well, fuck you. And of course, Betsy's like, oh, you're such a piece of shit, Jamie. What the fuck, Jamie? And he's like, oh, but I mean, they like know. brought him home. They brought him home and scolded him, the whole family in a chair. Yeah. What were you thinking? I know it's hilarious like, oh. oh my god you're the worst Jamie you're the worst bigger brother and then so and then Betsy's like oh remember when I was a spy I'm gonna go spy on stuff yeah hell yeah and then wait where did so the very end it turns out Brian Braddock just like he wants to take it to that fury but then he was in that pocket dimension so how did yeah, he Yeah, why is he in there? that pocket dimension? How why did, did Brian go in is, there? But, so is that really him, though? Because for twice, two times, the Fury saw him, and it wasn't really him. Is this just another time that he's seeing something and it's not really him? I don't know. Or did Jamie like somehow manipulate Brian into going in there? Yeah, there's definitely some sort of time. If there was, there had to be some sort of time jump. Because literally, there he's like, hey, what's the plan? And literally, the next scene is him inside going to battle the fury which i don't see how betsy would be like that's a good plan yeah it's weird so we'll have to see and i think it's the last something's last up one last one last one is the next one yeah last one is the next one and next week we've got a big week we've got bishop war college i believe wrapping number five which may be last yes we've got another immoral X, um immortal x-men Ooh. Yes. Freudian slip. Love it. And uh, something else big that we love. Oh, mutant. Oh, X-Men. We like them. Just the X-Men book. And then X-Men Mutant First Strike. One of our like prelude to the fall oh, books. Who the hell knows? They're wearing white. They're in white ambulance costumes. Nothing makes sense. Wait, is it Mutant First Strike? Does this mean the mutants yeah. are striking first? No, it's kind of weird. It, they're like they become like this rescue and operations team, led by Bishop. But it's all the heavy hitters. It's like Gene. All right. Well, Let's, they're I'm gonna, gonna fuck I'm gonna describe up. the cover. So is I'm this where they're, the they're cover. gonna form this thing to help the world? And in the end, Orcus is and gonna, they're gonna drop some kind of ball. Well, not. I don't think necessarily even they drop a ball, but Orcus is totally playing their asses, and Orcus is gonna turn it around and make them look like the bad guys. Absolutely. I bet you, do you think it maybe it is 
they're going to do. I was just wondering if health, like, because we all know that they can um, at any time just have a sound wave go out and anyone that's taken the mutant uh, medicines will all just commit suicide. So I'm thinking that might, I'm wondering if that's hap- going to happen at like the Hellfire Gala or if that maybe that's the first strike. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but the team is really something led by Bishop. We've got Iceman, Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey, Monet, Angel, Tempo, and wait for it, Triage. Okay. And they're wearing ambulance EMT outfits. Yeah. Triage makes sense, I guess, since Triage makes sense. Tempo. need to do ambulance stuff. Tempo. I'm done with Tempo. Monet. I feel like, why are they trying to make make Monet happen? <gasps> oh, my God. I think we just lost all of our listeners. I heard it. I heard oh, it happen. Oh, do people really love Monet? three clicks. Do people, people love Monet. Oh, really? It's just me? Oh, okay. I really loved her in uh, Peter David's um, X Factor. But ever since X Corp and now the the current version of her, I don't think they've figured out what she's about. It's not interesting to me. Preach girl. Yeah. The whole penance thing. Yeah. They're not playing because her whole thing is she has like a perfectionist thing. And, and then that combined with how she was like, is she still merged with her other? I'm still confused. They haven't really gone into her full history. So it's hard for me to know what the hell her deal is. Yeah. What's going on with her. But whatever. Yeah. All right. Whatever. And she hides. She hides behind a facade of bitchiness. If I may. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? I mean, you know, we see it because we are it. All right. Um, I think we need to end this by just talking about because it is the month of Pride. So we need to talk about just something gay really quick. Okay. I think we need to address Drag Race. Okay, so I haven't watched it. Um, you haven't watched it. I have been I because because of this cousin's wedding. So I do believe I know the headline. So hit me. I don't want to give you away. It's a huge spoiler. Is it? Okay, you- I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil what I know. Okay, spoil what you know. What I've heard. What I've heard. What I saw on Twitter by accident. Okay. Is it that Heidi quits? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Why? Because they aren't seeing her? No. Or did something no, happen? It's, it's a huge fight breaks out. She, cause she said she had tea that would burn the whole goddamn thing down. And right? she, and the tea was then told. And then, oh God. and then, and then people tried to lie and say the tea was not told and Spill that it wasn't true. the tea. Okay. First there's a snatch game. James Mansfield does Jennifer Coolidge amazingly hilarious. Um, Jimbo does Shirley Temple. That's up par with Jinx, I saw, Jinx Monsoons. I saw, um, <laughs> I saw just a clip of tap dancing. It's it's hilarious. Um, Alexis Michelle does a very good B. Arthur. And they were kind of the top three. Heidi was, she was Blackbeard the Pirate, and she was funny. But she started doing most of her jokes just making fun of how unfunny Kahana Montrese is. I hate that. And Kahana Montrese was doing Coco Montrese. So she was just making jokes about how like, oh, that joke didn't land. She's like, here, here's a treasure map. Find a joke, like Coco. (laughs) And they were funny, but it was definitely 
not at the expense. It was, it was punching at, down. because that's the thing. You if you want to um, volley back and forth, you can't volley by saying you're not funny. That joke was bad. Like you have to give them some. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to find the flaw with the joke. So basically, Kahana was like, hey, that really upset me that you did that. That really pissed me off. Like, you weren't. And she's like, well, I thought we were following. She's like, you weren't following. You were just like kicking me while I was down. Like, every time I tried to make a joke, you just made fun of me. And so she, Heidi, was very upset, being like, oh my God, I, I don't want, I am so sorry. And so she's in the middle of like trying to like calm Kahana down. And then Candy Muse is like, well, oh, but while we're at it, I also heard. That Jimbo said that you said I wanted to I'd vote out Jimbo even though we were like tr- supposed to be an alliance, and what? then Heidi just turns and is like, "Um, well, you did say that." So, and then he's like, "Well, well I didn't say that. That's a lie." And then she turns to Alexis Michelle and and she's like, "Alexis, you were there when it happened." So. He said that, right? And then it cuts to Alexis. And Alexis is like, I don't want to be in the middle of this. And fucking oh, Alexis no. goes, well, yeah, you did say it. And then Candy blows up at Alexis. Like, oh, I did say you. So I said I'm going. She's like, well, I guess it's not exactly. I, I don't know. I don't know. And then backtracks. And then Heidi looks at Alexis like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And then Jim, and then he's like, you're not a real sister. Like, you did this and blah, 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 blah. And then Jimbo was like, well, she was being loyal to me. And then Heidi just was like, are you, this is all fucked up. I did not come here for people to just flat out lie and stab people behind the backs. I was just here to have fun. I'm out of here. And I talked to some people because I do work at Drag Race. And I was like, was there other tea going on? And they were like, no, it was. It was just that face value. It was she really felt betrayed. Like everybody's worked everything out. So nobody's angry with each other now because it's like a year has passed but at the time she just was like nope i did not come here to like she just basically it just suddenly seemed like oh heidi's the villain and she's like nope i'm not here for that edit i'm just leaving (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and when she said she was gonna leave they all like went and tried to beg her to stay and then alexis started crying and then candy was like i didn't know i didn't mean it for to be like that and then everyone was everyone now is coming after candy being like yeah because she opened her mouth you should have fucking admitted that you lied because everybody knows candy did say that like she yes. didn't fucking say that nobody believes candy. And so now they're all coming after candy. And so people are like, everybody stop trying to like, Heidi's like, please don't like come for everyone. Cause you know, these, these drag race fans love to leave. After death the fact they go they love, crazy. But they love to I know. Death threats. Oh, I they're know. Like, Fuck like, you, Alexis, Michelle. I hope Baby you fucking get murdered. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to yeah. fucking murder you. You're like, how about we don't murder anyone? What the fuck? Because it's Especially just a TV now. show. Yeah. With everything happening on drag. Yeah, exactly. How about we Can just Can the like, fans not yeah. give them death threats You're too? like, hey, there's fucking Nazis that want to murder me. How about... You know, it's just like, uh-oh, Alexis Michelle was murdered. Was it a Nazi or a fan? Like, I don't... Like, that shouldn't be how that works. It was actually a fan that dabbled in Nazism. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty dramatic, guys. It was. It's probably one of the juiciest things that happened in a long time. Well, I can't wait to watch. But I'm very sad because Heidi was one of my favorites. So I'm. I, I know. Did not want to see her go. I did feel bad when she's like, I just feel like they're not seeing me, and I was like, I. Ugh. Yeah. She. I mean, yeah. Like she just really. She did above average across yeah. the board, but it just wasn't quite. I did feel she deserved to be in the top for her ball look that strawberry outfit that she did yeah me I too felt. my god and her milkman i felt she my deserved god. To be yes yes i did too but you know, what are you gonna do 
What are you going to do? Very Life is all how you react to it. There's you other know, people you can't getting, control the yeah, rest. There's people getting mad where they're like, Jimbo, they're, they're rigging it for Jimbo. And I'm like, but Jimbo is clearly doing. Jimbo's like, just doing the best. Doing very well. Every... And then they're like, they're like cutting uh, James Manfield. They're, they're cutting him slack. And I'm like, no, I think he's also doing pretty well. And when he does bad, they call him out on it. I don't know. I just. Uh, I feel it's also just very subjective, and I think people watch it with their favorites in mind. So as soon as their favorite they doesn't get what they want, they just scream riggery. Yeah, they're basically saying, like, why don't you agree with me? Yeah. I think they're the best. You should, too. <sighs> anyway. There's a lot of that. A lot of drama. But let's keep, lot the drama, of that. let's keep the drama joyous because it's Pride. And this is a different Pride, everybody. Ooh. This is the first Pride where we actually, it used to be Pride where we're like, oh my God, corporations, leave us alone. You're just like, you're not real allies. And then this year we were like, oh, it was true because they're like, uh-oh, we don't want to piss off the right wing. So we're all going to stop being allies. And then we're like, Take the uh-oh. rainbows down and target uh-oh. for the 20, the 10 foot by 10 foot, six foot by six foot display that we have. Yeah, so Uh-oh. you were in actual trouble this year. So I love that the corporations them. finally showed their true fucking colors exactly. instead of the rainbow colors. And I'm glad that like it just feels like all the the snip, 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 like all the connections to corporate American pride are like unraveling, which I am here for. Yeah. But Fuck I don't but, but if it completely unravels, I don't want them to be like, oh, OK, well, no, that's then, bad. Then we can just fully uh, support these right wing people that they say that we all shouldn't exist, because that's the thing, people. This is comic book queers. We're here talking about comics. And I but but there is people being like, oh, did you hear there's a groomer podcast? It's talking about X Men, but it's but it's by pedophiles like we are not pedophiles. So fucking stop it. We fucking hate kids, actually. Yeah. I was about to say fuck those kids, but no, we don't want to fuck those <laughs> no. kids because we don't give a shit about kids. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, whatever whatever the spin machine comes up with, that's what people will buy. Yeah. And so I'm just going to end with this. People, like, just fucking, fucking lighten up. Stop attacking each other because there's actual real enemies that want to kill us. Call your gay cousin. But here's the thing. We do need to recruit. And I know they're like, oh, gays recruit. We do need to recruit. We need more gays on our side. And there's one surefire way to make somebody gay. How? You tell them to read a comic. Because Why? if you read comics, then yes. that makes you <gasps> queer. queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.